world of e-commerce can be tricky, and that's why you need the experts to help take you to the next level. This is Delivering E-Commerce, and this is Chris Parsons. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Delivering E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chris Parsons, and I have a very special guest today, a longtime friend of mine now in the industry, Tony Jasinski. I really appreciate uh, you and your leadership in the industry um, I think uh, our audience is going to get tremendous value out of out of some of the questions and some of your experience and, and what you bring to the table in uh, in the whole logistics aspect of of delivering e-commerce. Uh, so, Tony, let's start off with your journey. Can you please um, talk talk through the um, the journey that you've had in retail in um, in e-commerce in the last mile? And you've done so much. So you you take this wherever you want. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, my life started with Canada Post. I mean, the biggest delivery company in this part of the world. Well, in Canada, anyhow. Uh, And then shortly after that, I had my own warehousing and logistics business. From that, I actually was the CEO of InPost Canada, and we actually launched 175 parcel lockers. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't turn out well. uh, So that got shelved. And then I moved on to uh, into the industry with uh, Metro Supply Chain Group and where I was uh, heavily engaged in the 3PL environment. From there, I went into the last mile uh, delivery option, which is where I'm in right now, is working with last mile, same day service providers. So so you you flew through that journey there. Um, There was a lot of ups and downs and uh, pivots in in your career. Um, if If we go back to what were you doing specifically with Canada Post and uh, since you were sinking your teeth into the industry there, uh, tell us a little bit about that. So at Canada Post, I was responsible for the deployment of all of their street furniture was the term we use, all the mailboxes. Uh, and, you know, I led a team that was installing boxes and I was actually part of the super mailbox or the community mailbox, as it's known now, which is those boxes that all new residents have the unfortunate job of going to to pick up their mail because there's no longer home delivery. So that's how I started with Canada Post. And then you you talked about InPost and the work you did there, which was probably ahead of its time with the lockers. Um, why don't you go through that a little bit more in detail? Because uh, it was a yeah, that was a very that was a very you know unfortunate situation. And you're ex- absolutely right; it was the wrong time because I believe today it would succeed. You know, InPost at that time was in its infancy and had had launched several different countries. I was lucky enough to be part of the Canadian launch. So we actually had 175 parcel lockers in the GTA. We partnered with Loblaws, Petro-Canada, and Shell. We're doing quite well. And then without going into a long story, uh, things didn't work out. Uh, The company had some financial issues. Uh, Six months later, it was taken over by Advent International. And today it's the largest parcel locker company in Europe. I believe they have over 20,000 lockers in Poland alone and several thousand in the UK. So it was new technology. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think we were quite ready at the time when we launched. Yeah, I agreed. I I think it was ahead of its time. And you see that so often in in our industry where a great idea in the moment ends up uh, being an even better idea five or 10 years later. Um, So we talked a little bit about your personal journey. Um, Can you talk to us about right now what you're doing in your, you've just made a move um, over the last number of of weeks here. Uh, What are you doing right now and and 
how does that impact with uh, within e-commerce? Well, so I did uh, I did leave the company that I was with, um, and I'm in the I'm in transition mode right now. I will be back in that space. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have anything firm that I can relate to today, but I'm sure that within a few weeks, um, what I am pursuing will take place, and it will be in the last mile space. Perfect, perfect, and we're we're looking forward to to hearing all about that because you've been such a critical player in the Canadian market in this space, and we know wherever you go, you're going to bring tremendous value. So we're excited to to hear that. We'll follow it, and uh, I'm sure I'll talk about it once I see the update. So excited to see that. Um, what do you what do you see right now? You know, shelves are empty when you're walking stores. Uh, you're looking at uh, whether it's a hardware store, or grocery store. The flow of goods um, is is obviously struggling at the ports. And I don't even know if in, in a lot of cases the, the manufacturing has kept up to our new demands. So what are you seeing going on in the industry right now? You know, that's that's a significant, significant crisis. You know, you you've see, if you've watched the recent news, Biden is is got this huge uh, committee that he's putting in there. He's uh, he's claiming that the supply chain crisis is past his grip. You know, we had COVID, we had plants shutting down, we had manufacturing shutting down. All this stuff was building up. When you hear today, when you hear shocking stories like, you know, normally a container from China to Canada would be, you know, $2,000. Now it's $20,000. I mean, that's amazing. You know, the the trucking industry is backlogged. There's a shortage of drivers. You know, you see some creative things going on, for example, you know, Walmart chartering their own container ships to try to bring their products in here. You see a lot of warehouses just filled to the brim with inventory to try to keep up, which is going to be the most busiest time of the year. So there's so much bottlenecks going on right now. It's really, really a disaster. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. And I see <clears throat> retailers having to pivot uh, frequently right now on what their what their flyers look like and what's being promoted. Um, what do you think is going to be the biggest outcome over the next three to six months? I mean, we're going into the golden quarter and when that happens, typically retailers are looking for those, their biggest sales. But uh, do you think we're going to see those big black Friday type deals or we just, are retailers just going to try to maintain uh, status quo for the next few months and maybe have a black Friday relaunched in a significant manner in six months from now? Well, you know, there's, it's, you know, obviously there is a problem with the supply. As long as the supply is there, it's going to go. But you'll never have enough to keep up with it. You know, they're also trying to stretch your Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. They're trying to add a couple more days in there. You hear Walmart trying to do this, and you hear other, other large companies that are trying to provide additional time slots instead of having it all converge on one, two, three days of the year. That's going to help a little with the, you know, the distribution, because, again, you have a huge problem. When, even if you have these parts, you have a huge problem, you know, getting it out to the consumers. Look how many people UPS is hiring and FedEx is hiring. It's just it's going absolutely crazy right now. Yeah, I saw um, the stat of FedEx is down like 35 percent on staff. They're trying to to ramp up. And you're, if you're trying to ramp up in November, you can imagine how difficult it's going to be hiring, training, and getting all those bodies on board to to 
take advantage of the busiest time of the year. It's going to be a struggle for any of those people just hiring right now. Um, let's talk a little bit about the last mile. And since you've been an expert in the industry, let's make sure people understand what the last mile actually means. You know, the last mile is, is this is the most critical component in this industry. It's, it's where the person delivering the product to the ultimate consumer this is the last, you know, they call it the last mile, the last smile. It's that person making that delivery is going to have an impact on how that consumer perceives that delivery experience. And that could make or break companies. The last thing you want, and you see these horror stories, you know, parcels being tossed. Then you have porch pirates where the product is being stolen. The last mile is so critical because it does speak volumes. It, it, it's, it's a differentiator. And, you know, now, you know, I can remember when you, if you got something in, in a week or two, it was no problem. But now people want, you know, 24-hour delivery and groceries, same-day deliveries. There's a new pilot where they're offering 24-hour, 24-hour, seven days a week delivery. The last mile, you know, consumers want it and they want it now so it's critically important to make sure that you have the right component in place and it may not be a good idea just to have one company you know it's probably good to have a few different options because even the big companies will limit the amount of volume that they can take on and it's usually the big guys that get the uh, the best choice and the small guys are left to deal with now of course there has been a lot of, you know, last mile service providers, crowdsource companies that are in the, in the, in the game right now. Mm-hmm. And they're providing that on-demand, you know, local, hyper-local delivery service. Yeah, it's a, it's a game changer in retail to be able to satisfy that last mile, whether you're shipping it from um, a local store to the customer or whether you're transporting it uh, 500 kilometers and then all of a sudden, you, you can't get it to the consumer on time. It's an extra day delay because of weather or whatever. So you, you have to make sure that this component of your business, you have a plan and then you have a backup plan uh, to satisfy the customer's needs on this. And like you said, Amazon and, and so many other retailers and the speed that they're satisfying customers with same day, next day services, they're just increasing that pressure and that expectation from a consumer that it is no longer acceptable to have three to five day shipping. Uh, maybe that's your your free shipping model, but uh, ultimately a customer wants their products within a day or two. And if they can't get it, that's why they're sh- still shopping at store level is because they, if, if I'm going to wait any longer than a couple of days, I might as well make that drive and go get it from the store. Um, I noticed the uh, you commented, you commented and I commented on the same article um, the other day on LinkedIn that uh that uh, major purchase from American Eagle in that uh, logistics center. Um, I thought that was a brilliant move for them to not try to build and develop that, that talent in-house. They just went out and bought uh, a superior player. So what what were your thoughts on that? You know, that's, that's gotta be a fantastic move because they have the volume certainly to, to fulfill those centers, but you know, you, I can just see them going beyond that. I can see them, bringing other accounts in and supporting other companies, maybe not competitors, but certainly it's something that they will allow. And it could be small time guys. It could be the guys on the Shopify that are, you know, have, and they're giving them access 
to something that wasn't available. So for sure, it's not going to be for them alone. They will bring in other players. It's a question of who and how quick they can do that. Yeah, I loved it. And I thought similar to you is, and you see this with Walmart right now, is they they invest in a certain technology or a certain service, and then they go and they provide that service to other partners to help fund that investment. So it makes their logistics or their marketing services more affordable for themselves because they're letting other people um, partner or participate in in that great service. So I think you, you're, nail, you're, you're nailing this one on the head with um, American Eagle going to be able to offer this up to, you name it, whatever entrepreneur, whatever Shopify business that's out there and give them the opportunity to take part in a, a superior logistics service and allow them to focus on what they do best, marketing and selling items. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so you, you're you're having conversations a lot with uh, guys like myself, retailers in the in the space. What trends are you seeing and what solutions are people looking for right now? You know, there is there is a lot going on right now in terms of um, you know the last mile and in all the different options. You know, there is uh, you know super fast delivery, instant pickup. You know, AI powered personalization, voice powered shopping. You know, blockchain, single click checkout. You know, look at the Amazon Fresh. You know, chatbots. Chatbots are great. Social commerce. Look at what TikTok is doing. Look at what Facebook is doing. You know, mm-hmm. and and the social com- and the digital storefronts. There are so many different things right now, innovative solutions that are coming out that consumers need to re- retail needs to reinvent itself. Both retail stores and retail online. You got to get to the consumers, and the more personal you can make it, the more friendly you can make it. And of course, having that data and knowing what the consumer wants, because you see what they're buying when they're buying, huge difference. Data is gold. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think, you know, and you, you listed probably 10 or 15 different innovative technologies that are out right now or trends that are going on. And, you know, it's easy for uh, a director or a VP of e-commerce to, to go and chase after the new shiny object. I think there needs to be a discipline. Make sure you guys are prioritizing uh, your wins. Think about, is it social commerce that you can win at as a strategy or is it the last mile you can win at as a strategy because you can't win at everything? So mm-hmm. for, for anyone wanting to tackle some of those those uh, innovative pieces that you just mentioned, don't let it derail you too much from your overall strategy. Think about how it complements your strategy and and really be focused because you, you could chase too many things at once right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is certainly custom tailor-made. And you're right. If you go and try to do everything at one time, you know, master of all, and but, but, you know, you won't succeed. You won't succeed. You need to focus on a few key points and make those key points work. Yeah, 100%. So from all of these emerging trends, though, um, we, we've already talked about how critical the, the last mile component is, is of, of e-commerce. But what is the one, two trends that you really see? Like for me, social commerce is is critical. I see it representing 30, 35% of all the e-commerce sales that are happening uh, in North America right now. And I, I don't see that slowing down. I think the day of everyone driving to a single URL as their front door is gone. I think you need to go and participate where those customers are and make yourself relevant in those experiences. 
and uh, social is is definitely the launching pad to that. So, what other trends do you do you see emerging? You know, it's 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 interesting how environmental is becoming a huge topic, yeah. and it influences buyers. You know, everybody's talking about that. The G twenty is on the other side of the on the other side of the pond, specifically addressing that huge thing. So, you know, when you look at all the all the vehicles out there, and if we can, you know, reduce our carbon emissions, so that makes a huge difference. And I noticed, you know, in my role when I'm dealing with people that are interested in last mile, one of the questions always comes up: So, where are you with your green technology? Where mm-hmm. are you with your carbon emissions? Huge difference, right? So that's that's a huge piece. And then I think you know one of the other things that's really important is personalization. How personal you can get with your customers how you can you know get into their space and be able to support their needs and be able to work with you know what they're interested in last thing you want to do is get bombarded with emails trying to pitch you you know rubber raining rubber (laughs) boots if you're not in that market you know people do see they track your buying behaviors that's out there and if you can and i do that i get that every now and then i get messages saying you know, we've got a deal on this. You might be interested in. I'm saying, how the heck did they know that I was shopping for that? And that makes a difference because it's now you got me. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. These these two trends are hot. Um, the the sustainability aspect. It's not only the trucks. It's the whole logistics system, right? Like you you have to talk about the packaging that you're using. The, uh, the inside bubble wrap or paper that you're putting in, are you putting in the right amount? Are you changing it to be more recycled material? All of those uh, considerations, I think, will add up in how you brand yourself to a consumer and how a consumer thinks about you as being a steward of the environment. Um, so it's, uh, it, I think it's just going to become a bigger and bigger topic as, uh, as we, well, you can see what we go through every day in climate. There's record numbers of of warm temperatures there's record numbers of low temperatures like we've never seen so many record days in the last couple of years than we have in the last 10 to 20 years so it's uh it's very interesting that we have to choose to make a difference and uh right now it's it's a it's a it's a hot topic but i don't think the actual effort has really been as strong as it should be uh to make sure that we from a retail perspective are doing the right thing and being that steward absolutely absolutely and then you talked about the uh, creepy side of personalization, how you'll be talking about an item and then all of a sudden you'll get that email or, or it'll be popping up on your, your feed on your phone. And <clears throat> I know a lot of folks do think that that is kind of creepy, but at the same time, you can't imagine how valuable it is to get articles served up that are relevant to the topics that you're interested in, where I used to get go on to to my phone and get so many pieces of information that were not relevant that didn't didn't have any interest and I would scroll through it I would hit delete and now I have a Google Pixel and I pick up that phone and I can't put it down because of the amount of content that comes up that is just on point for me uh, is is very significant and then that also allows me the opportunity to to start sharing that which I do on my delivering com- e-commerce uh, LinkedIn page with with other people with like-minded interests. So it's uh, personalization is has come a long way. I don't find it nearly as creepy as it, it used to be. 
Um, I think I think a lot of people now are even growing up with personalization, so they don't know any better. Like that whole Gen Z is just this is this is table stakes for them. And and if if it wasn't personalized, I think they would be bored with the experience. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, personalization, augmented reality. You know, when you see <clears throat> these apps, if you're shopping for furniture, you point at your room and you pick the furniture and there it is, right? When you want to shop for clothes, you know, you put in the per certain parameters and you see yourself in the clothes or in the shoes. This is fantastic. This is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, agreed. So Tony, how can people get a hold of you? Because I know you're you're in between, you're going to announce something big in a little while. I'm sure it's big because it's always, it's always momentous from you. You're never going down. You're always moving forward. Um, how are people going to be able to reach out to Tony other than, you know, reaching to you on LinkedIn or maybe that's the best way and really engage with you on conversation because um, as, as we still struggle through logistics in the, and it's not going anywhere, it's just now we just got to keep doubling down and investing more and more as e-commerce becomes more popular. How do they get a hold of you? You know, the best right now is the cell phone and, you know, uh, my cell phone, 416-543-8910, very easy number. But for sure, LinkedIn is probably the best uh, is to get through on my LinkedIn profile. And, uh, you know, I'm always responding to my messages. And as I said, within two weeks, I'm going to uh, publish where, where my new home will be and what I'm going to be doing. And again, it will be in the last mile space. Fantastic. So, Tony, hey, thank you for tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, the points you brought up were are fantastic. I know people are going to want to go deeper into conversation with, with you about your expertise in the last mile. I know when you get settled, I will want to have those conversations with you because um, selfishly with home hardware, we are we are going so fast and we, we need the support. So I always appreciate your perspective and where to go in this industry. So I'll be reaching out to you shortly on uh, on a business side. So thank you, my friend, for tonight. I greatly appreciate it. And um, I look forward to catching up to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you very much for allowing me the chance to be part of your show and be part of this experience. I really appreciate it. Greatly appreciate what you're doing. Loved your LinkedIn uh, messages and posts that you have and, and looking forward to continuing our relationship. Thanks, and we will have you on here again. We'll uh, make sure that you get a chance to talk about the new place. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Okay, my friend. Have a great night. You too. Thank you again. You've been listening to Delivering E-Commerce. It's our passion to have on leaders and suppliers in e-commerce from around the globe, setting you and your strategy up for the next level. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. Connect with Chris on LinkedIn at Chris Parsons, on LinkedIn and Spotify at Delivering E-Commerce, or on YouTube at Chris Parsons Delivering E-Commerce. Till next time, this is Delivering E-Commerce.